Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A couple of seconds into this interview, and you'll notice a difference in the way we're talking. I know Tawani, like know, know her. So our conversations take on a good girlfriend feel. But I always love chatting with her because she is always making moves and creating something new for her clients. Due to COVID, Tawani's tourism business in South Africa evaporated overnight. Then the South African alcohol bans further grounded operations. So what to do with all this extra time? Study wine and help others study wine in a study group, of course. As that grew, so did the idea that they needed something else to help people better understand aromas and flavors in the wines. And the rest? Well, I'll let Tawani tell you that. Here is Tawani Price of Zuri Wine Tastings in South Africa. You know, if I just wanted like freaking Austrian wine, I can go to a wine shop and I can find an Austrian wine pretty easily. You know what I mean? Like it's just in South Africa, I take that for granted. I can't even get American wine. So I have a friend that wants me to go pick up a bottle of wine and deliver it to somebody. And he was like, oh, well, you know, if they have American wine, I would love some silver oak. And I was like, oh, gosh, it's going to be so hard to find American wine. Right. You're like, good luck. And the American wines that do make it over abroad, they aren't like the best of the best. Exactly. So it's not like it's the really good stuff either. It would be better to get like an amazing South African wine for the price that you would pay for a mediocre American wine here in South Africa. Yeah. Yep. I also want to get some of these wines, you know, with the whole Black Lives Matter movement and everything that went on earlier this summer. And that now I think we are aware of a lot more Black winemakers and winemakers of color. So I definitely want to support them, buy the wines, try them, talk about them, post it. Girl, you know, I've been aware. I've been aware. (laughs) Well, you've been hip because also you were in California. So I think you had a better opportunity to come to know them. I mean, we knew before, you know, we've known about Brown Estates for a while and we knew about Vision Sellers. But some of the other ones, like I I I knew of them maybe a couple of years ago, but I didn't know about Longevity. Lafette de Rosé is fairly new. Billionaires Row. There's like so many, but like, I feel like that's just, and I say that because it's been like my passion since I started my business for the most part. It's like highlighting these wines that are made by, by we, you know? And Mm -hmm. so it's just kind of weird to just see it just like take off. I mean, I'm super happy, but it's kind of weird 
to watch it take off. And I'm like, wow, now people are like, oh, yeah, I want to drink wines made by black folks. And I'm like, yeah, I've been trying to tell y'all for years. Come to the event. Come to Fabrics. Come meet the winemakers. Yeah. yeah. And that was something that I did before when I lived in the States, you know, and had access to it. But it wasn't as readily available. And, yeah. uh, um, you know, also we can admit the same with other wines. Everything wasn't delicious. Of course. You also have that. But that, I mean, that's any wine. It, yeah, uh, that's anyone made by anybody. But you know what? I think it's really cool now because you can go to like, there's so many local wine shops that are like carrying wines that are made by black people. So like if people call me in there in a certain city, there's like cities, like major cities, I can be like, yo, go here. You're in the Boston area, go to the Urban Grave. Or you're in Atlanta, go to the Purple Corkscrew. There's like so many wine shops that are opening up that are carrying that have opened up and that are carrying these wines, which is amazing. It is. I mean, I love South African wines, but just tell me if somebody came over to my house with a Napa Cabernet right now, I'd probably just melt. My heart would be so happy. I had a client that I did a tour for and uh, she was coming over from California and she brought a Napa Cab and that thing was so amazing. And I had another one who brought a Zinfandel. Oh my gosh. I was just over the moon excited. Yeah, and Zinfandel from like Lodi or Paso Robles. Yeah. And also, I I appreciate being abroad. And, uh, you know, when you learn about wine in general, whether you're taking courses through the Society of Wine Educators or through um, WSET, the Wine and Spirits Education Trust of London, you learn so many things about so many different regions. I think what we just described you being in South Africa and me being here in France, we are able to go deeper in our knowledge of one region and be able to get the intricacies of the vineyards, the winemakers, soil types, climate. And I do appreciate that. I really, really like that my knowledge of French wine is super deep instead of just having a broad wine knowledge. Right. Yeah. And I love that too. Like, I love that the fact that being in South Africa, if you said you wanted a Pinot Noir, I cannot just tell you, oh, generically, this is where you go get the Pinot Noir. I can tell you exactly. Go to Elgin, get Pinot Noir from Elgin because it's a cool climate region, you know, soil types, it looks like this. I can literally give you an explanation of like where you should go get certain grape varietals from and why, or even the winemakers. So I, I definitely, I get what you're saying. Like just having that firsthand experience and I'm such a wine nerd mm-hmm. and I feel, almost feel bad when I take people on wine tours because like whenever you go on a wine tour with me, you're always going to like meet at least one winemaker, take a tour of the vineyards or take a tour of the cellar and then they're just going to nerd out. So I took this one lady out this past week, Friday, and she this was her very first time going on a wine tour. She was a newbie to like wine tasting and I was like, man, I'm sorry. Let me just apologize in advance because we're about to have a straight up nerd session. And we did (laughs) with two winemakers. She actually learned a lot. And people love that. People want to learn more, but they want to do it in a really fun, exciting and engaging way. A classroom way is not it. Like they don't want to sit there and read this in a book or a magazine or watch a PowerPoint. But if you are in the vineyard, you're touching the soil or you can see the soil, you can see the vines. That is a learning experience that people want. They want it to be 
hands on and they want to, you know, they want to just go in. They want to get it. That is that is the best way. I mean, but come on, I'm not going to knock my people that come to my class that's online because it's very interactive, too. Oh, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying those are different experiences. People yeah. who want a classroom want a classroom and they come to a classroom specifically for that knowledge. I mean, you know, I know this. I'm a professor and stand up and give presentations about why, you know, well, not now. The semester's over. But, you know, who stands up and gives presentations about why. But that is not your average, everyday consumer experience. That's not going to make them fall in love with wine. It's not. Drinking it, how you drink it, where you drink it, why you drink it. All of those are reasons and things that people, you know, your average consumer think about when it's time to get a bottle of wine. And yeah. I think something that I know from you that you do very well is taking the pressure off of people and making them be so relaxed and so chill. And you show them this is how you drink wine in your life. This is, all right, girl, we're about to drink this, but here are all these reasons and all of these things that go into this bottle that you have in front of you. Yeah, and I think that that's the best part about like, this whole wine culture is like, it's about culture, right? It's not just about, like, I think before it was like wine lifestyle, right? I think years ago, that's what it was. It was more like a wine lifestyle, like you're portraying a superficial image of like this lifestyle. Can you please tell us who you are, where you live, and what you do? So my name is Twani Price. I am the owner of Zuri Wine Tasting. It's a lifestyle wine company, and I am based in Cape Town, South Africa right now. So I actually live bicontinentally, so I live between Los Angeles and Cape Town, South Africa. But because of lockdown, COVID lockdown, I've decided to stay sheltered in place here. So I've been here for almost a whole year. And honestly, I don't think I'm going to change that. I think I'm just going to stay here. Okay. Not mad at it. I mean, from someone who lives uh, in another place, I am not mad at it at all. You know, it, I kept going back and forth. And it was fine because I was like making money in Los Angeles. But now that I'm trying to make my way here and I'm figuring out how to make money consistently here. It's like, there's no need for me to go back, you know, except for vacation or to visit family. But honestly, I, I definitely love my life and my lifestyle in Cape Town, South Africa. And I love the wine industry here. And, you know, I do a lot of volunteer work here and I also run my business here. So it's been amazing. Yeah, and I think it's, it's interesting what you said about um, now that you're making money there and why I go back because you were making money before. I think that is, I don't want to say a mistake. I just can't think of another word for it. But I think that happens to a lot of people. They're like, okay, well, let me just go back and then I'll just make this little money here. And then I'll come back and try to make it work in this other country. But the thing is, if you are making it work in one country, you won't work that hard or you will keep, I guess, giving up on the dream that you have in the country where you have to work harder for it. And it's not that you are a quitter and like, you know, you quit, but you're like, I am successful at this thing, this other thing. So why not do that? And I think why it worked for me in France is because I never allowed myself that let me go back and forth. 
I got here and fully struggled. I'm not about to act like it was easy. Full struggle, hardship, finding work, not finding work, trying to make it work, it not working, trying again. But I just had to stay here and sit with it. And I think the same for you. Yes, we are in a pandemic and had to go through that. But I think that gave you the time to just be in South Africa and make it work. Because what came out of your time in the pandemic, you have been <laughs> something. Yes, you know what? And, and that's what up. The pandemic was almost like, I'm not going to say there's so many people that are dying and I feel bad for those people. I feel bad for the people who have lost their jobs. No doubt. But there's been a silver lining for me during the pandemic. I had some time to like really just sit back think about some things, strategize, diversify my business. And I created this wonderful wine discovery kit that I'm super proud of. And it's really, you know, it's a labor of love. It's my COVID baby. And it's this really cool kit. It's kind of like a game. I don't even know how to describe it. It's kind of like a game. You can use it for dinner parties. You can use it if you're studying on your own. The best part about it is it includes 59 deductive tasting cards. And so these cards... They're categorized by like the steps for tasting wine, see, swirl, smell, sip, and savor. And then the last two categories are like the quality of the wine, like your objective opinion about the wine, and then your very subjective opinion about the wine, how you match with the wine, how you connect with the wine. So the cards kind of like prompt the conversation of like the aromas and the taste and the texture of wine. So it just helps people really like build that vocabulary, that universal vocabulary where they can talk about what they like about the wine, what they don't like about the wine. So I'm super proud of the kit. I'm, and, you know, I've used it when I teach my deductive tasting classes online. And, you know, I've just seen people literally have seen people grow, novice wine drinkers grow from saying, you know what, I can't smell anything. I don't know what this smells like. I can't put my finger on it to them now saying, you know what? I smell dark berries. I smell red roses. The pepper that I smell, it's a white pepper. It's not a black pepper. Literally, I've seen them go from this to that. So it's super exciting. Fantastic. Now let's go back just a little and how you got the idea for this and kind of the thought process getting you from idea to actual production to Et voila, it's here. Ah, oh, gosh, it was such a journey. Okay, so before I even had started with the kit, right, I knew that I wanted to have a product because, you know, my brother's always trying, you need a product, you need a product. People shouldn't be walking away from your wine tour, not, you know, without a product. He's always on me about a product, and he was like, you should have your own wine label. So I didn't want to have a wine label, but I wanted to have a club. And I was like, okay, well, what is about this club that makes it unique? And I was like, I want it to be a tasting club where people can like drop in and out. We can talk about wines, we can meet. So that's how it started off with this tasting club. And so I was volunteering for this nonprofit called Black. And part of my volunteer work was teaching these master classes. Thank you. You actually came and hosted one of them. <laughs> but like educating people about wine. So after that ended, and we were on lockdown for a very long time where we couldn't buy or sell alcohol. So after they lifted the ban, I was like, well, you know what? Let's start a deductive tasting class because I know a lot of people are going to sit for their WSCT3 or, you know, another advanced SOM exam where they're going to need to evaluate wine. So let's start teaching a class that teaches them how to do that. 
And so that's where it started. So I was teaching this class. I had this idea for a product or for a tasting club. And so then I kind of just combined what I was doing with this deductive tasting class with the black group to creating the product. So I would take my notes and refine my notes. And then once I had all my notes together, I was just like, okay, now this is what I want to do. I want to have this kit and I want to sell it to the members of my tasting tribe. And so I had like all the components down. I just kept every day. I would just update my Google document. And then finally, when it was done, I gave it to a friend to kind of read over and read it by her. And she was like, oh, that's great. And we talked about it. And then I sent it to a designer. So then I was talking to somebody and I was like, oh, you know what? It's like things motivate you. So I was in this one store getting something printed, like some flyers or something printed. And they had all these really cool, like they had these playing cards, but they were for something else. And they had some other cool things. And I was like, oh man, that's what I want my detective tasting kit to look like. So then that's when the idea was like, okay, that's where I got the idea for the cards. So that's what happened. So then I met a designer, met with a designer in a print company. They helped me vet out the idea even more. They helped me design it and, you know, paid them the money. They designed it, paid them some more money. They printed it. And this was the, this was the hard part. So like, you know, you have this product and you don't really think about all the different steps, right? So the design thing was one step. It was taking a little bit longer because in my head, I had this really nice Italian box that somebody had gave me some hand cream in and it was the perfect box, perfect size for this kit. And it was this hard box. It was, it felt really good. And I was like, I want the box to look like this. So I got stuck and obsessed with this box. So even after the kit was designed, I'm like, can you guys make this box? Can you find this box? And they were like, 20, the box is super expensive. Like the box was costing more than everything in the kit put together. And then my one friend, and it was delaying the process. And my one friend was like, well, 20, I'm super excited about the actual kit. Can you just put it in any kind of box? And I was like, she's like, you need to get the product out. So I said, yes, you're right. So that was lesson number one, not to get too caught up. And also, I feel like if I had had a partner, the partner would have been able to say, you know what, let's not delay. Let's just do a cheaper box. So that was one delay. And that was one learning lesson. So then after it was all printed, then they were like, okay, well, it's going to take about two weeks for us to put it together because there's 59 cards. You have to put them in order. You have to assemble the box. And I was like, two weeks. Luckily, I had like five interns working for me at this time. And I was like, well, what if me and my interns come out one day and we just, you know, we could just crush it. We'll have like five people plus your staff. So I actually took my interns to Stellenbosch and there was five interns and then me. And then we actually helped assemble the box. So like every single kit I've, I've touched with my hand and showed it some love. But that was like a labor of love. And that was like something that I really didn't think about. So that's how the kit came about. I know you can't be here in Paris right now, but how about a virtual French wine tasting? Take a one-hour tour de France with Girl Meets Glass and hear about current life in Paris as we talk about the famed wine regions of France and taste a few wines together. For purchase, visit the website www.girlmeetsglass.com and select Work with Girl Meets Glass. You 
you were really hands-on with this with every step of the way because um, you mentioned that you did this by yourself you didn't have a partner but you were involved in the designing of it and what the box is like and the words on the card and even putting the boxes together so that they can be sent to loving homes for people to deduce wine from. 100%, 100% involved in everything. I mean, I really like it. I like the whole concept of it. And like I said, I mean, every Tuesday with this, now I have this tasting tribe. I've already sold 43 kits. And so we have this tasting tribe that meets at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every Tuesday where we come online. I send them a list of wines for the season and then everybody has the same wine and it could be from a different region. It could be from a different brand, but we actually taste it and we do some deductive tasting. So um, I, I, I love it. That is fantastic. I'm sitting here like, wow. Okay. So the class that I have for the kid is different than the class that I do with Black, right? So Black is called Black Black Seller Club, and it's based in South Africa, and it's a nonprofit, but we have members all over the world. And basically, during confinement, when everybody was at home, a lot of people were not working. And so I created these master classes for two reasons. The first was just pretty much to keep everybody engaged and motivated because I knew it was going to be a tough time during confinement. And then the second thing was to make sure that even during confinement, people were able to like sharpen their skills and learn something. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's the best thing about this whole COVID thing. Like, I know, I don't know what you want to say what people should have done, but like, you know, I feel like a lot of people should have, you know, especially if you want to advance your life or your career, you should have learned something new. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what I was trying to provide a platform for those two things. So it started off with the master classes where we have professionals in the wine industry come and educate us on their field. And then after our alcohol restriction lifted, then it started as like a detective tasting class where I'd say, okay, here's the wine for the week. Grab this wine and then come online and we'll talk about, we'll teach, I'll teach you like we had you come in and talk about the Rome Valley. And on that Thursday, taste like Syrah or we might taste Viognier. So yeah, that was that class. And so then when I decided to launch the kit, that's when I launched my deductive tasting classes to the public, right? So like people can sign up on my website and that's the public class. And basically we don't do WSET. We basically do my own wine style for deductive tasting, which I feel like is it's fun and it's interactive. So like, for example, when we get to the final tasting, the final category, which is match, which is your connection with the wine, I talk about the categories or the questions are, the cards are, would you ghost the wine? Would you friend zone the wine? Would you second date the wine? Or would you marry the wine, right? So it. like, that's your personal preference for the wine. For example, we could taste some Moscato, right? And the cards before that are the qualities of the poor wine, acceptable wine, good wine, or outstanding wine. So if we taste an Italian Moscato, we can all agree that the sweetness, the acidity, all of that stuff is balanced, and it's a good wine, right? However, some people just really dislike Moscato. So, like, even though the quality card might be good, their personal card, how they match with the wine, 
might be ghosts. They might be like, you know what, I'm going to ghost this wine. I'm just not going to drink it. Even if it were free or at a party, I'd pass, right? So that's kind of like how you look at it. So the quality can be good, but just because the quality of the wine is good doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be your personal preference. I think for a lot of people, that is maybe half the battle, figuring out what they actually like, remembering it, and then being able to ask for it in the shop or go back and find it again. This sounds like an amazing way to have them really think about what they're tasting instead of just tasting a lot of different things mindlessly Mm -hmm. and going through full tasting notes. Like while tasting notes, that is helpful to understand flavor profiles and aromas that people like. But at the end of the day, again, we're talking about your average consumer. They aren't tasting everything to do a full assessment and take notes. What you want them to get out of it is, okay, do I want to buy this for my home? Do I want to drink this at a bar? Or do I want to never have this in my mouth again? Yeah, and that's what, would I recommend this to a friend? You know what I mean? You know, like you were in school and your teacher would always say, if you said, oh, how is this? And you're like, oh, it's nice or it's good. And they would say, okay, no, you have to give me more descriptors, right? You have to tell me like what's good about it. And that's kind of like what this kit does. People really want a way, they'll taste something at a restaurant, at a bar, at a friend's house, whatever. And then they're like, okay, the next time I go into a wine shop, what can I say to this place in order to get the wine that I had before? And you are equipping them with that information with those words because it is nothing worse being like, oh, this wine was amazing. Now I can't find that because all I know, like, okay, maybe I know the name. Maybe I took a picture of the label. Okay, they don't have this particular wine. What did I like about it, though? Do I like that grape? Do I like this region? So which one do you like? Which flavor do you like of that? And that's something that I can say that I know well now, which flavor of Cabernet Franc I like, or when it comes to Bordeaux, if it is right bank versus left bank and different regions within um, the right and left bank of Bordeaux, they taste different. You know what? We're not only saying like, okay, this wine is high in acidity, right? So it's high in acidity. Now think about why is it high in acidity? What are some of the other characteristics? You see it's high in acidity, but it's also sweet, right? Mm -hmm. And it's also a dark golden yellow color. Why is it a dark golden color? Where did your wine come from? Because we're on a call and somebody can have a Sauvignon Blanc from California and somebody can have a Sauvignon Blanc from New Zealand. And so it's kind of cool. It's kind of like wine porn because you hear all these people describe the characteristics and people are like, well, I'm drinking a Sauvignon Blanc, but I don't get the tropical pineapple flavors, right? I'm getting more herbaceousness and grassy notes, right? Mm-hmm. But that's because yours is from New Zealand and yours is from California. So it's cool to like have the comparison to like, oh, well, mine's is this color. Mine's is like a lighter red color. And mine's is a dark ruby color, right? But we're both drinking Cabernet Sauvignon. Maybe hers is from 2006 that has the brick. Maybe hers is from 2018 that's going to be the dark ruby color. So then you get to see the differences in color based on the age. So we have all these conversations about wine. So I really, I really love the class. And you know what? A lot of times I don't drink because my work hours are so crazy. But I do listen and I get to coach. Mm-hmm. And so it's cool to just listen to the people talk about the wines. And I'm like, I 
could just imagine how the wine tastes just by the descriptions. Okay. Well, Tawani, it is always a pleasure talking to you. We always have the best conversations. Thank you so much for joining me and uh, sharing with us about education, about deductive wine tasting and wine tasting in general. This podcast was produced by Studio Ochenta, hosted by me, Tanisha Townsend. Our executive producer is Lori Martinez. Our sound editor is Luis Raul Lopez Levi. Our theme was done by Gabriel Dalmaso. Music is by Makai Beats. Our art is by Tiffany DeLoon. Follow us at Wine School Dropout on Instagram and check out ochintastudio.com for full transcripts of this and every episode of the show. See you next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.